Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Um, this week, we've been discussing the Canadian military's purchase of the F-35 to uh, replace our aging fleet of CF-18s. 18 of them cost $19 billion. Yesterday, Dr. Timothy Choi from the University of Calgary and the Canadian Global Affairs Institute was on with us talking about why he felt it was the right move to make. That was the right plane to get. Not everyone agrees, as you know. Uh, there's been uh, a bunch of you who call, actually, uh, making a case for the Saab fighter jets. Well, today that argument from Alex McCall, he has a master's in public policy from the University of Calgary. He's uh, He wrote his capstone thesis, uh, CF-39 Arrow 2, a Swedish solution to the CF-18 replacement problem. His columns appear in the Western Standard and the Halifax Chronicle Herald. He reached out yesterday and said, hey, I'm, I'm good buddies with Dr. Choi, and I really enjoyed what he had to say, but I've got a counter-argument. And I thought, hey, that sounds good. Let's do it. So Alex joins us now. Uh, Alex, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Shay. Okay. Now, when you talk about uh, you have uh, a differing opinion from Dr. Troy, is it because of the plane? Is it because of the deal? Where do your concerns lie? Uh, well, both. Uh, but first, I'll say what I agreed with Dr. Troy, and that is we need fifth-generation capabilities. Uh, where I disagree is when people say that only the F-35 offers them. So fifth-generation capabilities were originally described as having advanced low observability, extreme agility, sensor fusion with advanced sensors, secure data networks, and the ability to supercruise. So while the F-35 undoubtedly wins on stealth or low observability, the Gripen delivers extreme agility, it delivers sensor fusion with advanced sensors, Dr. Choi mentioned how the F-35 has six infrared cameras providing spherical situational awareness. The Gripen has six infrared cameras providing spherical situational mm-hmm. awareness. Both jets have spherical uh, EW, AESA-based uh, warning systems and jamming systems. Uh, both offer secure data networks. And ironically enough, the definition of a fifth-gen fighter included the ability to supercruise when Lockheed Martin was trying to sell the F-22, which can supercruise. They've since removed supercruise from the definition of what a fifth-generation aircraft needs to do because the F-35 can't supercruise. The Saab Gripen can. So I find it funny that the aspect that the Gripen can deliver, that the F-35 can't, gets removed from the definition. And uh, sorry, I should have said... Supercruise is the ability to fly faster than the speed of sound without using the afterburner. Okay, so operationally you say these jets are at least comparable. There's no disadvantage to having the Saab then. Exactly right. And the military did announce when they said that they had finalized two bidders that the Saab Gripen E met all the technical requirements to replace the CF-18. Um, in in terms of th- th- this plane, the deal, what's the cost? Like, what, I mean, obviously that's going to be a consideration. That's going to be a factor. What's the cost? Uh, I mean, ballpark. Would it be more expensive, less expensive to go with the Saab? Uh, it would be slightly less expensive up front. Right. We can't know for sure because they haven't announced Saab's pricing. But when Saab won the competitive tender in Brazil, 
in 2014, they had a unit price of procurement of around 125 million USD. And that includes not just the jets, but infrastructure, spares, tooling, and also setting up a factory in Brazil with Embraer to build most of Brazil's fighters in Brazil. Canada made, got a similar offer where Saab was offering to build uh, the jets in Halifax with IMP Aerospace and Defense. So it's likely that the Gripen would have been less expensive up front, but the key savings is it's more expensive to own a fighter jet than it is to buy one. Right, and that's where exactly. you saw the difference. And now, the Gripen has a cost per flight hour of less than half that of the F-35. Okay, now, let's break that down a bit, because one of the points that uh, Dr. Troy made yesterday that made really, really good sense to me is because the F-35 is um, probably the most widely used, the most common aircraft out there, there's a, a lot of expertise, a lot of people familiar with maintenance, repair mechanics on it, parts are easier to find, whereas some of the other planes that aren't, you know, as numerous, that doesn't apply. So how does that factor in? Uh, well, first of all, the F-35 has had a lot of parts shortage problems as it's been working up. It's supposed to have an on-demand dynamic uh, maintenance system that orders new parts as they're needed. And the first iteration of that system completely failed. And huge parts shortages plagued the American F-35 fleet. And they've since built a new system called Odin that is hopefully going to fix that solution or that problem. But... The F-35 has had parts problems. So let's, let's not wave that away. On the Gripen's side, while it's a smaller production uh, jet, it's based on a proven engine. It uses the GE F-414 engine, which is used by the U.S. Super Hornet and a number of other aircraft. And it's also, the 414 is an evolution of the 404 that's in our existing Hornets. So we already have a GE support infrastructure set up in Canada that knows how to work on engines like these. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Whereas the new F-135 engine in the F-35 is the largest, heaviest, most expensive jet engine ever put in a fighter jet, and it requires a lot of American maintenance that we just don't have the infrastructure for or the experience with yet. In terms of turnaround and time frames, would Saw be able to deliver on the same time frame as Lockheed Martin? Uh, ironically enough, the same week when our defense minister announced that we were going to sign a contract for the F-35, Brazil was celebrating the introduction into service of their new Saab Gripenese. So Brazil ordered at the end of 2014, and they've already started to receive jets, and they're already wow. uh, introduced into service. So this is one of those things where if Justin Trudeau had said in 2015 that we're going to keep our election promise and go with a less expensive jet, if he had simply ordered the Saab Gripen then and there, we'd probably have our first couple of jets right now. Interesting. Okay. Now, of course, it's not just about the jet. There's always politics at play here. You know that. Uh, Lockheed Martin has some operations in Canada, and they were talking about the economic benefit that this will mean to its Canadians' operation. Does Saab have a similar situation where um, there are some facilities, there's some business being done in Canada with Saab? Yes, absolutely. So 
Um, people forget that our Halifax-class frigates today use a number of Saab systems, from radar targeting systems and the 9LV computer system. Uh, so Saab has a long industrial presence in Canada. The new Saab Global Eye uh, airborne radar aircraft is actually made in Toronto. It's a Saab Bombardier okay. collaboration. And they, uh, we sold five to the United Arab Emirates, and Sweden has announced that they're going to buy two with an option for two more. Uh, some would argue, and I, I'm, in one, one, I'm one of those people, would say <laughs> that the Saab Bombardier solution should be the replacement to our CP-140 uh, maritime patrol aircraft that Boeing is trying to get us to sole source. Uh, but yes, Saab has a, a presence in Canada, and Saab, by offering full technology transfer with assembly in Canada in Halifax, offered full guaranteed offsets for this fighter pro- So offering to set up centers of excellence in yeah. Montreal and Vancouver for R&D and all sorts of other work. So we are getting partial non-guaranteed offsets with the F-35 buy, and the F-35, it's worth noting, needs to be sent back to Texas for major upgrades. The Saab Gripen would be made in Canada, supported in Canada, and create uh, more jobs in Canada. Well, you've made a, a spirited defense of the Saab. Uh, why do you think they went with F-35s? Uh, well, I saw a leaked draft version of the RFP, and I wrote about it for the, at the time for the Western Standard, how the military clearly wanted the F-35. Uh, and the F-35, if it delivers on all the b- promised Block 4 capabilities, should be a very good, albeit very expensive, fighter bomber. Mm-hmm. Now, the military, when Pierre Trudeau was prime minister, they wanted to buy the big, heavy, new, expensive F-15 Eagle to replace our old Voodoo and Starfighters. Uh, previous Trudeau said, no, you can buy the least expensive jet that meets the minimum requirements. That's why we have CF-18 Hornets today. Uh, it seems like some in the military have learned from that mistake and have been pushing for the most expensive option. There's also a degree of politics and backroom dealings at play. Sure, where, of course. Uh, like you look at Jody Thomas, the former deputy minister at DND, who's now Trudeau's national security advisor. Her son works in industrial relations at Lockheed Martin. You look at former chief of defense staff, Air Force General Tom Lawson. He retired from the military in 2015 and uh, runs now runs a consulting practice, which has listed Lockheed Martin as one of his biggest customers since 2016. Uh, you look at Lieutenant General uh, Bouchard of the RCAF. He retired in 2012 and became president of sales at Lockheed Martin in 2013. So there is certainly a, a degree of red flags about conflicts of interest. Well, I, I mean, no. If you if you, if you leave the military and you start working for Lockheed Martin and you if you're doing lobby work, I mean, that stuff happens all the time. Not saying it's right, but I mean, that's that's the way the business works. You know that it creates a, an appearance of impropriety. Sure, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, interesting especially stuff, Alex. The, especially when the uh, the deputy minister has a son who's actively working there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. No question about it. No doubt. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I really appreciate you getting in touch and, and coming on and talking about the Saab and, and laying it out. Because I, like I said, there's a lot of people who call uh, that say you're right. They, they, they agree. We, we went the wrong way with the F-35. So uh, I appreciate your expert analysis of it. Thank you so much.